0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsay Patterson, Mike Santagata, Mike. It is cinco de mayo when this episode is released. Are you a margarita person?
0: I love margaritas and tequila. Yes, probably my favorite uh, alcohol.
1: Do you do the salt rim or anything w- with the 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 cup?
0: Uh, always salt rim. Yeah, I, I think some people have done the sugar rim, and yep. uh, no, I'm I'm intimidated by it. I like a salt rim lime but <laughs> stupid normal lime on the rocks margarita with a salt room but it's great
1: <laughs> whoa what what a what combo are you uh yeah frozen all the time i can't do and i'm strawberry margarita I, person
0: oh i am uh my my brain is easily frozen i have weak mm-hmm. i don't know what to call that <laughs> weak defenses against the brain freeze so uh I can't do i mean i could do frozen there will just come a point where i am like staring at my drink not drinking it not like inebriated just oh my god (laughs) this brain freeze sucks
1: (laughs) usually like something
0: hot might help that but uh i don't always you know food's not always there
1: (laughs) yeah i took a you know i took a half day off work it's going to be beautiful in cincinnati going to go to bakersfield i'm not sure if you've ever been there it's an otr Oh, cool. Ooh, you need to go. They have pitcher margaritas. It's always a good time. So, yes, it's margarita season. It's also off-season workout season. It's sign-a-backup quarterback season for the Cincinnati Bengals on the same exact day, pretty much an hour between the announcement Brandon Allen's going to the 49ers I felt like it there was a possibility Brandon Allen would come back to Cincinnati but it really did sound like the Cincinnati Bengals wanted to upgrade their backup quarterback position there were reports that they wanted to meet with Cooper Rush I think there was an airplane delay and that's the reason why I stayed with Cowboys they had another offer he stayed in Dallas they had other quarterbacks in for the backup quarterback position maybe if the draft would have fell a certain way late in the rounds they would have picked up one in the draft but they obviously waited until draft weekend was over Trevor Simeon was in last weekend and they made it official trevor simeon is the backup quarterback what do you make of that
0: sure that's about it yeah i don't know i think some people are really making this out to be a lot more than it is to me i mean i don't even know if i it's not a tier upgrade it's still a a, you know long-term backup quarterback i think some people might underrate brandon allen a tiny bit um he's not the worst backup in the league. I don't think Simeon is either. I just like what I heard it is you know, still hoping Burrow doesn't get hurt. It's not like yes. you sign Bridgewater or something. You just, you know, long-term backup, a guy that plays a bit like Burrow. Sure. That, I don't know. That's where I am with it. It's just like, it's not a big upgrade. If any upgrade, uh, I don't think it's a downgrade. So I don't want to say that it's different. You just hope Burrow doesn't get hurt. That's this is, I, this is what I wanted though. I don't want like a, a Teddy Bridgewater because to me, there's three types of backups. Um, you always want to play a little bit like your starter because you don't want to install a whole new offense just to get them in the game. Uh, that's why you're probably not going to see Tyler Huntley as a backup in Cincinnati. But uh, I think the first type is the, what this is It's just kind of like the almost quarterback <laughs> coach. Uh, he's like a, almost an assistant quarterback coach. He's just, you know, holding the clipboard, uh, helping out with game day prep, etc. He's not going to be highly paid. You have the young backup, uh, usually drafting like the middle rounds. That's fine too. And then I always dub the, the high level backup as like starter question mark. It's like, when you don't like your starter, you get a high level backup because you might move from them. Uh, that could work with the draft depends where it is, but that's the, three that's the three types of backups are sorry my dog wants to be on the camera
1: I absolutely love this and I wish people I know we have a little clip that goes out on social media and I wish they could see this because your dog has some some thoughts on Trevor Sambian jumped up here and said you know what let him out Wally (laughs) how do you feel Wally
0: let me move the mic for you he didn't have anything nothing to say
1: Pretty much like you when it comes to the, the backup <laughs> position. Whole lot. Said, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. But, pretty, but that's how I feel, because a lot of people, when they were looking at the draft board, they're like, oh, get a get a backup quarterback in the sixth or seventh. And I didn't want to spend a draft pick on a quarterback. Nope. I just didn't.
0: I mean, like a seventh. Sure. But like. That guy's probably not even going to be your backup. You don't feel confident enough in a guy that goes in the seventh round to be your only backup quarterback. Then do you carry three backup quarterbacks? I or Well, two backup quarterbacks, three total quarterbacks. I probably wouldn't. It's not great rest, roster construction because you move on to, if you have three quarterbacks, then you're going to cut an extra person from the team. And like that could be Tyson Anderson. That could be, uh, oh, who is the edge defender? Basham? That could be Basham. That could be DJ Ivy. I mean, DJ Ivy. maybe he's pushing for it. That could be, you know, all these different guys. That could be Yosivas or Stanley Morgan. I'd prefer to keep that last guy who's probably going to have a role at least on special teams compared to a third backup quarterback because I drafted a second one, but that one's not going to play. So I need a third one just in case on game days. like, no, nah, it's, it's not yeah. That's that's where I am on the drafting a late one and then uh paying money for one just feels like a waste of resources too. I've I've heard that theory, it's like, what if Burrow misses five games? That sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's don't let's don't think about that. And that and that's yeah. another thing. You're like, what if they what if, what if they're without Burrow for a long stretch of I don't like to think of that at all, actually. And I really think you know, when Burrow's not there, it's it's not a good thing. So I, my optimism would go down drastically. Yeah essentially so, yeah yeah 100 so i think the biggest thing is that you're gonna have another guy who's experienced in the quarterback room obviously he's been in a quarterback room with peyton manning i think another connection is the brian callahan uh familiar with him when he was with the broncos so so you have that but you know if anybody to help joe burrow fine i think they're gonna keep jake browning and have a three quarterback room like they did last year too
0: okay yeah, but wasn't Jake Browning mostly on practice squad?
1: He was mostly on the practice squad, and they um, they brought him up for the last two games because they wanted him to get his full paycheck or, mm-hmm. or the bonus pay that he was going to get for that season. So I did miss miss.
0: By then, there. by then you've got injuries, so like it's not a big deal to have a third quarterback. Like you're not signing anybody. That's a big deal. You're. Yep. That's what it is, and I think that's a good move on their part. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that is a. Uh, backup quarterback fun fun what was uh you know brandon allen was also on that uh peyton manning i believe or at least him and brian worked together maybe he wasn't no he wasn't it was osweiler manning and simeon Brian Allen was not there. Sorry, I I lied to the people. Okay. You could have told uh,
1: people and they would have believed you. So. <laughs> um, I mean.
0: No, it's it, both Broncos. It feels like uh, Brian Callahan is winning the bringing in the backup quarterback rather than um, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor has not brought in like uh, John no. Wolford. I don't know if they work together, but one of those types. Blake Bortles has not walked through that door. Uh, is It's all been former Broncos. I wonder what they'll do if they have to move on from – You know, you're running out of guys. I don't think Osweiler can come through. (laughs) So if they have to go to another backup quarterback next year, I wonder who – I don't know. Callahan was with the Raiders one year. I wonder who the backup was for that year.
1: I mean, Brian Callahan, I don't think he'll be here next year to be the following year after that. Do you – I mean, do you think – I guess it depends on the season, how it goes for for the assistants, but – It just feels like the last year that this whole crew is going to be together, to be honest.
0: I have maintained the idea that I think Lou Anarumo's job candidacy is smaller than the people think. And that stinks because he's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. But when you look at what they want, they want young, hot offensive minds. And what is he? He's an old defensive mind. A great one, but they want – you know everybody wants their own Zach Taylor, their own – mike mcdaniel all of these guys that step in and can make a big impact brian dable uh they don't they're not clamoring for the defensive guys and you can look at this past cycle the only defensive guys i can think of were D'Amico ryans who was i still think the best defensive candidate just because of the age and prolonged success and then the other one was the Eagles guy, and that almost felt like uh, they were gonna do that from the start. Uh, I'm not sure people loved that move in the first place.
1: Eagles fans <laughs> but, did; they loved yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that, that's you know that's not a good sign. But uh, mm-hmm. doesn't he have some? He has some relationship with the Cardinals owner or GM or something, um, and that's that was a big play into it. And that's why, even though Lou was like the second guy for that job, it just felt like one of those. Fake job postings. I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, it's like a job posting.
1: Interview. Yes. Yeah,
0: well, yeah you, it's a job posting. They have a guy that they're going to hire, but they have to post the job. <laughs> then, oh, here I am. I'm going to apply and you're really qualified. And then you get in there. It's just basically like, yeah, we, we have a guy.
1: We, we do. It was HR. We had to do it for HR reasons. Yeah, right? We had to interview you. I mean, that was all we had to do. And uh yeah, but for Lou, I honestly think that, you know, he dodged a bullet. By going to the Cardinals. But at the same time, you bring up a really great point. I actually thought about this. And maybe it's me just hoping that he stays in Cincinnati longer than the 2023 season. Because, you know, and I I want him to get opportunities. I really do. But if they do go the younger route for some of these offensive minds, and Lou has a chance to stay in Cincinnati just a tad bit longer, I think of, wow, I'm so glad the Bengals went defense the first round. The second round, they got Lou some more guys. He has a talented defense. They're like, hey, Lou, we're going to load up on defense now that we're going to be paying these offensive players. Don't you want to stick around a little bit longer? Um, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that he stays here. I do want the opportunities for him because he's a, a great defensive coordinator and he deserves a head coaching job. It's honestly just a missed opportunity for a lot of teams that aren't taking chances on Lou. Uh, but It's kind of incredible to think about, you know, I said it the other day, you get Brian Callahan, you get Lou Arumo, you get your quarterback coach, you get the wide receiver coach, Troy Walters, which we we talked about him the other day on the podcast when we talked about the wide receiver room. And it just feels so underrated to bring those guys back. And um, I don't know, it's kind of, Kind of exciting to think about when you think about the 2023 season. Speaking of coming back, we've already mentioned Jonah Williams, but I thought this was a little interesting from um, Albert, Albert Breer, who he has a connection with the Cincinnati Bengals front office, and he had a piece because someone asked about Jonah Williams. or the Cincinnati Bengals still shipping Jonah Williams? It felt like, you know, if he was going to be on the squad after the draft, that he would more than likely say, I know injuries can happen. Things can change where another team could need Jonah Williams. But uh, he says as of now, he's just rehabbing in California. And he said when it gets to the um, he's he's actually hoping to be fully cleared for the actual full contact work. He's certainly expecting to be back in Cincinnati for the mandatory stuff. And that's uh, the mandatory mini camp that's going to be happening in a few weeks and then obviously training camp. So it sounds like Jonah's going to be back for that, which, you know, him to be back for for mandatory mini camp, I think is, um, you know, a. Uh, it's positive. I know how people feel about Jonah Williams, but I think that you get Jonah Williams on your offensive line, or at least another guy who can um, be in competition for the right tackles, always good news. And it felt like, you know, what's happening behind the scenes with him and the Bengals, it seems encouraging that, you know, maybe the open communication and they've, they've talked about kind of what Jonah was frustrated with. So yeah. seems optimistic.
0: You know, they weren't moving him. <laughs> after, uh, I think it was after the third round, you could just kind of go, well, they're not moving him this draft. <laughs> uh, you could walk that in. Even though there are probably teams that would have offered a fourth or fifth, they just, they want to recoup as much value as they see in him. They're not going to sell pennies on the dollar. Partially because I think, you know, they think that they can get him to start at right tackle. And we'll see. Mm-hmm. We kind of assumed he might go for that position that is always possible. He says, I'm not switching. I'm a left tackle. And then just rides the bench unless Orlando gets hurt. But at the same time, why wouldn't you at least try for that? He's fighting me. Sorry.
1: Well, he has thoughts on the <laughs> offensive line too. I mean,
0: <laughs> he's coming back up. Uh, his little curly tail got stuck on a wire. So I was trying to get it, but I think that's what made him weird anyway. Um, yeah. So, I think that why wouldn't you compete for the right tackle job? It doesn't seem like teams really value you that much at left tackle. If they're not willing to send all uh, a day two pick, you might want to just show what you can do at right tackle too. And it stinks because, and he wants to be a left tackle. You look at the paid disparate disparity between right and left tackle. And I get it. It's just how many teams are interested in you at left tackle specifically and nowhere else.
1: You think the pay? I mean, look over at the Kansas City Chiefs; they could be paying. Wow,
0: that was an accident for right tackle. (laughs) (laughs) They they paid right tackle, and they had voluntary workouts, and went, "Whoops!" (laughs) They saw him trying to set to the left side, and they went, "This isn't going to work." What else we got out here? (laughs) They did not mean for him to play right tackle. I always thought that was a crazy decision in the first place to pay twenty million dollars for a guy that's going to flip the left tackle. Hey, congrats to Jawan Taylor and his agent to get twenty million, and now he's got to be pushing top three right tackle money. Like I think Lane Johnson and Ryan Ramcheck, maybe Ramcheck, I'm not even sure, are ahead of him. Uh, that you know, credit to him for selling that this guy could switch to left tackle, and then <laughs> they go through voluntaries and go, eh, "What's on the market for left?" <laughs> we might want to we to flip. Now they are paying more for Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor than. Uh, I believe they would have if it was just Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley.
1: I said I'll always remember the days when $12 was a lot of money for right tackle, the conversation we've been having for so long, and then uh, they have that situation going on in Kansas City to be determined on how that turns out for them. Uh, But I'm I'm really looking forward to what Orlando Brown looks like at left tackle. And then I love competition at right tackle. Look, get the best guys out there. That's what's going to happen in Cincinnati. If they don't feel like Jonah Williams is the right fit at right tackle, then Jonah Williams will still be on the roster, and he'll be a depth piece. That's just what's going to happen if they can't move him. Um, And I'm okay with having depth when I watch that AFC championship game when you're down three offensive linemen. But next we'll get to some of your mailbag questions over on Twitter on it's always game day in Cincinnati.